What is going on, everybody? It's see back in for another episode of Foot Live, and today we actually have Foot 21 news, uh, ratings, beta gameplay we could finally talk about, and then we've gotten gameplay from YouTubers as well. Some game changers have been able to release some gameplay. Uh, I'm going to start today with, let's say, one thing positive we're looking forward to for 21, because there's a high chance that... As you guys know, we are sponsored as well by CardsPlug.com. Best place to get a real-life version of yourself on a FIFA card or real-life version of a FIFA card that you just enjoy, whether it's the new Summer Heat cards, um, any other cards. I have in front of me a picture of myself on an MLS uh, Player of the Month, and it looks beautiful, and it has the Revs logo, the United States flag, and, and stats I picked out, so you can fully customize any card of your choosing. Or, like I said, you can pick any card that's actually in the game and just get that one as well. So if you just like a card, whether for me, it's the same as season Lewandowski. Um, I love that card. Love to get that like hung up on my wall. There's different sizes. So whether you want it on your wall or just something to have around um, to look at some, all different sizes for anything. And they very easy to stick on the wall. Very nice cardboard. I don't know if you can hear it there, but it's very thick cardboard. Um, so it's not going to break on your bend and stuff like that. Um, but like I said, very high quality and very good discount. And for an even cheaper deal, uh, you can use promo code FUTLIVE at checkout um, and get an even bigger deal. And like I said, one of them, I mean, the favorite one I've used, I've actually had a few couple of them. Um, and, and Cards Plug has definitely been the best um, to work with. So appreciate them. And like I said, use promo code FUTLIVE at checkout if you want your own. Might be the last positive thing said, unfortunately. I'm going to start out. I'm very excited to do a Road to Glory on FIFA 21. I'm about six years late to the trend. Um, but I'm finally stopping spending FIFA points, so that should be fun. I think it's going to just increase my overall fun with the game because I think FIFA points it, it's just too easy to build a team, especially now with like objectives and stuff. So I'm I'm pretty excited to do Road to Glory, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, Felix, Joey, anything exciting about FIFA 21? Let's say one thing positive well, before we get into it. I think I'm going opposite and going full send on FIFA points this year myself. I'm pulling a Felix, three thousand uh, three thousand bucks on FIFA points day one. Middle class. <laughs> well, that's that's more than I spent day one. Let's just say that. I need I need a full icon squad before the first weekend league. But you you'll get bored easier knowing you, I reckon. Oh yeah, yeah, I would. I, I can't I can't play like that. Like if I was, for example, like Castro has the best team within the first week or two, I would get bored. I can't do that. Well, I like look slowly. At the when you get bored, more time to take care of your daughter, isn't it? That's good. True, true. But <laughs> would you consider two accounts then for that? Like weekend league, basically weekend league. Uh, you don't play during the week though, so I guess it doesn't really matter. But I was thinking, like, get your get your main team or whatever. Like you said, you're gonna do play weekend league on that for like the first month, and then just kind of start a second account to enjoy, see what FIFA's like after the first month with like a regular team. Or would you just think like these players are so bad? Because I remember you, we kind of did that this year, right? Didn't you have like a bad team at one point? And you're well, like, these players I, just aren't the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like two accounts, I just feel is too much FIFA to play. Like even I, I did play during the week a lot this year on FIFA 20. I played a yeah. lot of rivals. Um, even when I got to, I know a lot of people relegated themselves, but I just wasn't in, in that group because I didn't do any of the objectives. I just like the competition of playing against someone that's good. Like that's that's why I play FIFA. I like playing against good competition. Whether I win or lose, that's what I've always liked. And unfortunately, as the year goes on, Division One or rivals in general just strays away from that. So it's I'm more of a I don't know if you guys watch Pugzilla at all, but he like just grinds Division One 24 hours a day. Um, I mean I'm not to that extent, but yeah, like I I can't see myself having two accounts 
I can't. I, I don't know. If, this year I got burnt out quicker than ever, and I think it was more so the game itself rather than FIFA, but uh, rather than the mode I'm saying. But the game itself just burnt me out. I was done playing since Team of the Team of the Season came out. I will say I'm looking forward to more objectives. I'm like the opposite of you two. I don't really care about the competitive side of it. I mean, I like Weekend League. I do like the idea of it, and I do like trying to see what level I'm at. Um, And I'm usually... I think this year I kind of took a new approach to it when I did play Weekend League, and and I'm like, if I lose, I lose, I win, I win, whatever. But like, I I really was actually enjoying the mode um, more than ever. So... I like that, but I, I I do like during the week. It's all about objectives for me because I think that's fun because it forces you to use players that you aren't in your main team, which I know is kind of counterintuitive to the idea of building growth a team. But overall, I think I like that. I just like you said, it's it it it's that whole rivals thing like we've always talked about, where the only way to do that and the only way to have fun doing that is to relegate, and then and then you lose the competitive side. So you have to kind of make a choice. So I think I'm on the non-competitive side because I make that choice to relegate and stay around. Yeah, I mean, I've always division seven really. I've always been the type to try to use different formations and different players than the normal. Like I've never, when I've hit elite ones, I've never used a standard formation with standard players. I've always got different players on my squad. Just that's how I like playing the game. I can't go into weekend league and play 30 games of four, two, three, one with, I don't know, you know, Neymar and Mbappe and this, that, and the other on my team. I just feel like I've done that so much already over the past few years. I don't want to do it again, which is a segue to FIFA 21. Did you guys feel at all this whole player personality throughout the beta and throughout the gameplay that when you guys played, did you guys feel that whole thing they were trying to essentially market? I'm still not sure I fully understood why it actually is. Because the way, the way it reads... You, oh, you can kind of misunderstand it and think, oh, they they've got like their unique movements and all that stuff. But essentially, I think what it is is just that players with excellent attacking position just, you know, they stay on side. They they bend their runs. When we got the good players, I could notice them making better runs and having much better positioning. So it is noticeable in that sense. I think it's just people are expecting something different than it actually is. Like, I, it's it's not this making players unique. It's just a nice way of saying, hey there, we're making the game more pay to win this year. Yeah, but I kind you, of agree you with that. Feel so, it, though. I, I agree. The way player personalities read to me is like, I'm, I have just, I have like the top 10 right here. Ronaldo's going to play different than Lua or something like that. Like, yeah, they're both strikers, but they're going to play different because they're going to have these separate personalities. It's not Ronaldo's personality and Lua's personality. It's, Ronaldo's build, Lua's build, Ronaldo's stats, Lua's stats all come together to create like a way they play. It's not they don't it's not like they went and coded every single player to have a or not every single player, but like all these top players to play different. It's just the way their stats work out more than anything. So like you said, the better players are gonna make better runs. So maybe you almost contribute that to their personality, but it's not like De Bruyne's personality is not that. It's just De Bruyne is the highest rated cam. I'm glad you brought up De Bruyne, and this is where I'm gonna get so They've talked about player personality, and we've we've just both pretty much everyone here has mentioned just they make better runs. That's all they really do. It's there's no player personality. It's just they're smarter in the AI attack. The one thing I want to say is if you if let's say you pack KDB right, are you playing him Felix or Rob? Are you playing him at central defensive mid? Or are you going to play him at Cam? Um, See, that's that's the problem I have. You said yeah, because so. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling up his stats for this year because I, I do have all the ratings up because we're going to get to that later. But 
I would never play him Cam. I would never play him Cam. I'm just more thinking, like, wonder what formations are going to be good again. If it's 4-2-3-1, he's CDM over Cam. Yeah, so that's, that's where I have an issue, is I think there's no way KDB, as, as the highest-rated attacking mid on the game, gets slotted into a CDM. It should never be that way, but it'll mm-hmm. always be that way. So and that's really where I the, the, the way the game is. Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Well, sure, but in general, most people would put – it's not just the way you like to play. Most people, most competitive players would put KDB at, at CDM. They would not well, put yeah, him Well, yeah, because you need, you need more agility at camp. Right. So that's where the pull player personality thing threw me off because I didn't notice someone like KDB shine in a cam role. I feel like he was just more effective in the CDM role, which that's what I've been trying to stray away from FIFA because I want players like – we've mentioned this last year as well – like Xavi is going to be terrible because he's going to have low pace, good dribbling, good passing. Not sure what his defending is going to be, but players like those are not going to shine. So the player personality thing just goes to, oh, they just stay on side. Like the whole player personality thing just becomes, they stay on side and make better runs. Yeah. Maybe their passes are negligibly better because they have high passing stats, but it's not to the extent where that you could say like a Chavi personality is going to be a sit in the center of the park. He doesn't need to use his pace because he's kind of always going to be like in the same kind of third of the field. He's not really running like long distances at, at high speeds, but he's going to spray passes like every, every which way. And they're going to be on target. Perfect. And he's like the only one that can make those passes or like people around him can make those passes. Yeah. yeah that's not, that's what we kind of, I think that's what the, the pitch notes read as. Yes. It but is, it, it makes like people like Carzola, uh, David Silva, Chavi, now that he's an icon, usable um, in like a center mid role, but they're really not. And, and they, then De Bruyne luckily has the physicality to, to play a CDM role, so he's a still a usable card. Um, but these guys that don't, like uh, David Silva or whatever, who's still got high passing stats, high shooting really and dribbling, but doesn't have that high pace or the high defending or the high physical, he's now become useless because you can't play him cam because of the pace. And you can't find the agility and all that stuff, and you can't play him CDM because he's not physical. Yeah, because I feel like anytime someone wants to play a possession style game, you need to have those players, which we again we've brought up last year as well. But you can play possession this year just as effective as any other year, regardless of the players that you have. So that's one thing that the beta kind of threw me off. The whole player personality thing never really shined for me, at least. And possession's gonna if if they don't have a tweak for it, because what they did is they buffed. Not, not a lot of people talk about this, but they buff team press like crazy. Again, it might oh, change. Oh, it's so broken. It's crazy. It's, it has a timer on it, right? It has a timer on it, but it's they made it to the point where if you press team press or if you turn it on, if you toggle it on, you will most likely get possession back. Yeah, good, good luck keeping the ball against that. It's incredible. Is that good or bad I for you? I don't opinion? like it, though, because it is. it just lets the game do it for you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like you're good at pressing. So you press yourself. It's just not a thing. You can't press because second man press is absolutely garbage, man. It's it's pointless to to even try to second man press because nothing happens. But you get to you get to press your opponent like prime Liverpool by pressing two buttons on the deep hand, and it takes no skill. That's that's my issue with it. And it sounds I don't like mind that there is a counter to so. that there is a counter to possession football, but I don't think it should be the game doing it. It should be the player. Unless, unless there was like a downside to it, like a high, like from what it sounds like, I like so full disclosure, I only had career mode 
um, for the beta, and then I, I, I might have got, I don't know if they gave everyone access to Ultimate Team this year like they did with the final three days. I honestly forgot, and then I went to check. I was like, oh, I probably have access, and then uh, the, the beta closed. So I, I kind of, I didn't only play the beta the first two days and then shut it off. Um, but from what I've seen and, and from what you guys have said, it sounds like it's just OP as hell. Like, you're going to get the ball every single time you press it. So if, if there was a downside, like either stamina or if you notice someone's team press as a way to like maybe not over the top through bubble, like a way to play through it, that would be maybe a good counter to it because it is pressing two buttons, the, the D-pad twice, and then you can attack. But that's, I think that's where the issue is. It's not that it's so OP. It's that it's so OP with no counter. And it, like you said, it doesn't take any skill because if there's no counter, you can just press it whenever you want. Well, there's a timer on it, so that's what they've tried to... They tried to make it so good, but at the same time, limited to how long you can toggle it on, and then yeah. there's a cooldown on it or something, I believe, of how you can use it. I mean, look, the really, really, really good players are going to be able to beat it just because... Yeah, yeah. you'll just need a little bit of time to figure out how to play around it. Mm -hmm. I think the, the main problem as to why it's so OP in, in the beta is not only because it is actually, like, gotten the buff, you know, um, and the way the AI presses for you is because the dribbling is so shit as well, and you just can't turn around someone who's trying to press you. You have to pass the ball. You this is such a passing-heavy game because you cannot dribble. You have mm -hmm. to pass the ball around the team press, but you cannot pass around the team press because they press the fuck out of you and nobody's moving into open spaces so you can pass to them. It's terrible. You literally, have to, you literally have to manually trigger runs all the time, I suppose, with the with the right stick back and forth and make them run different directions and do the player lock on runs, which I'm not a fan of, by the way. I think the whole system is a bit bollocks, but you, you have to do that all the time and manually create the the simple passes to evade a press. How dumb's that? Did you guys no sense to me. use the uh, manual runs often, or no? I, I tried them a couple of times, but most of the time I didn't use them. No. I found it, it to it's, clash. it's very specific to the situations where yeah. they're good. It's I reckon, especially on uh, when you try and make the uh, the wingers cut inside, that's where they're best for. That, that's yeah. what they always, when, that's when you try and make showed. a striker go wide, mostly for the thro front three, I suppose they're they're strong to make players drift wide or cut inside. That's what they're best for, I believe. It, it, it's going to take me some time to figure out how it works, how to how to best utilize it. Yeah, and I didn't really get to, to test it out myself, but I, I, from what the trailer showed and, and what the pitch notes showed, literally the two examples they showed was a striker going out wide and then a winger cutting inside. There's really no like dynamic runs into the box, like diagonally into the box. Although I, I feel like the runs that AI make are better this year than last year, but that's not difficult. There's still a massive lack of movement, but the runs they make are a little bit better than last year. I don't know how you feel about that, Joey, but... Yeah, yeah, the AI runs were a lot better. Even it's tough to say that if Park the Bus is going to be as effective. And I know a lot of people are most probably want to hear that it's not going to be effective after what we dealt with with FIFA 20. But when we play in beta, like none of us, none of the players I played against were sitting deep. You know what I'm saying? So everyone was playing an open, free flowing game, and games were ending 5 4, 3, you know, 3 1. Like there was a lot of goals in the games I was playing, especially in during the beta weekend league with the high rated players. I knew it was end to end, uh, lots of scoring opportunities. Defending was actually more difficult against the high rated players. Uh, tackling was not as accurate. I would feel. And 
I don't know. I, I still think if if someone wants to sit back, it can still be too effective, even with the better AI runs. I feel like you still have to play the patient game. So I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do to combat. Again, they 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 still drop back too deep, even if you if you use a high line, they still drop back yeah. too deep. Mm-hmm. It's that thing of it's but the formation still the four two three one's still gonna look like drop back regardless of what depth and with you put yeah. on defensively. And then, like you said, it, with what the team, it, it worked the same way as the team press is, is like you said, the only way to beat it was is passing because the movement's not really there. So even with the dynamic runs, overall, it's still a waiting game in the attack because the movement's really not there all across the board. You can send one person on a run or two people on a run, but overall, the the general movement of your entire team isn't gonna isn't changed enough to really beat a drop back player. Pretty much, uh, that's that's the issue. Right um, I take issue in the dribbling as well. Because, I don't know, I, I enjoy a bit of left-stick dribbling. I'm trying to work with that to send players the wrong way to create a bit of space. It's difficult this year, man. The dribbling is very unresponsive and slow. Skill moves are back in a way, though. So that's good. You can now chain more skill moves together effectively without uh, getting punished. Um, yeah, but I'm not a re- fan of skilling Elastico. That's OP as hell. Yeah, spamming, uh, spamming one broken skill move over and over is stupid. I'm not on board with that, but I, I do like a, a well-executed skill run. Like, take a look at what R9 Ride does. That's how skilling's done right. Because mm-hmm. he literally sends people for a hot dog using different skill moves, knowing how to time them. And it's really enjoyable to watch, and it's enjoyable to play as well if you do that. But when somebody just spams La Croquetas like in FIFA 19 over and over again, or chains three Elasticos back to back because the skill move itself is broken. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. The problem is the chaining. The problem is when one skill move is broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and everyone can do the skill moves, right? They just do it to less effectiveness. Yeah. Now, have you guys, have you guys like seen oh, like I don't? Know, you guys have used a lot of higher players because you guys built pretty good teams. Like, what is like a like a Messi's got four star skill moves and Elastico's yeah. a five star, right? Tech, well, it used to yeah. be. Uh, what is I've, like? What do you think, Messi, with ninety-five dribbling, four-star skill moves, but he doesn't have that five-fifth star? What house is Elastico? Like, do you think? I don't know if you've used Messi, but like, I I don't think you can do Elasticos without five-star skills because there is another skill move that is mapped to the same button input that is the four-star version. They do this little body feint or something. Oh yeah, the, yeah, the, I know. The, oh, the, the stanky leg, and they yep. they do that. So you oh, can't okay. do an Elastico yeah. without five-star skills. So in a way, a bad example, but. Yeah, there is still limitations, but I, I tried doing roulettes with Kante, for example, who's two-star skills, and holy shit, it's slow. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really so slow. It's slow, yeah. <clears throat> I tried to right? essentially, so. there's, the, the major difference that it will make is that when you are in a situation where you really need that one skill move to get around the player, you can pull it off. You can do that skill move, you you will get around the player if it's a really good situation. You will get into the situation you want if to. If they bite uh, in, if they dive risk. in. Yeah, that but roulette still it, works with content. It's, it's not to the point where you can go on skill runs with two-star skillers because that, that's just no point. It's more like you've got the option to use it when you really, really need it. And it will most likely work if you time it well and if the situation is exactly right. But it, it won't make like three-star skillers viable in attack over four-stars and five-stars just because it's not fast enough and it's not good enough the way they do it. Do you think it's the the star rating, though? So the reason I brought Messi up was because he has 95 dribbling, which is obviously a very high dribbling stat, but doesn't have five-star skills. So, But now it kind of is, is a moot point there because you need the five-star to do the Elastico. 
Um, but yeah. like his dribbling, his dribbling is ninety six. Like the in game, the in game dribbling set is ninety six. It's not uh, on face card. Let me have a look at that. Kante, oh, I don't know what Kante's rating 80, Kante 80 had. He had eighty one dribbling face card. Um, <clears throat> I have his. Where would he go? He's right here. It was the same as FIFA twenty. The stats they for beta they hadn't changed it, but it was yeah, the team they, of the year version, true. right? You had the team it, of the it, year. It, version. it was more like uh, I, I want to compare it to this year's summer heat because he I don't has seventy nine in game dribbling. If that means anything. Yeah, but I was wondering well, if it was a star rating that we got on the beta. I had, I had like the super stacked informed team of the season style Kante that I used. Yeah. Um, and if I just compare it to FIFA 20 Summer Heat Kante stats, because I don't know if it's up to team of the year level, he's got 86 dribbling, 87 ball control, and then balance and agility in the 90s. So I reckon that's that's good enough. Even if it's if it's a bit better or a bit worse than that, that's that's really decent dribbling. And he, his uh, his roulette felt like it, it was in slow mo. So maybe it is the star. I was hoping because I actually think that they should bin off the star ratings altogether. Um, and I think it should yeah. be stat based. I think weak foot should especially, become. Especially like, I think we said foot, this, yeah. didn't we? Say, we steps on Twitter, right, Joey? You, yeah, we just yeah, yeah. We had the exact same discussion last year before the release of FIFA 20, and it was and didn't happen again this year. But yeah. even the the whole five star skill thing, I actually thought that the skills were available to any player so i thought everyone would be able to do the running scoop turn just not as effective as someone yeah, everyone should be able to be elastico but, but they, yeah they don't they can't do the. i was sitting there trying to do the running scoop turn with Lewandowski. i'm like why doesn't it work and then i realized yeah. it you still need five star skills it's because the button the button mapping like you said yeah. i think that's i think that's why they haven't made that which makes sense for skill moves because there is so many different skill moves to do it's physically almost impossible to have button mapping to all the different ones um so like there's only there's only a limit so i get i kind of get that why they haven't made that switch but i don't know why they haven't made the switch for weak foot i don't know why weak foot isn't a stat out of 100 still or 99 i guess yeah i don't get that either it would make a lot of sense and uh because there's no way Messi's four star weak foot should be the same as yeah i think lou is a better weak foot shooter than Messi, but they're technically both four stars so like yeah you kind of it's it just doesn't make sense. It should be because then the way the weak foot now works is is even there's obviously ranges like I just said. I think Lou is weak foot technically. I think if you were to ask Lou to shoot lefty and Messi to shoot righty, I think Lou is more consistent lefty, um, just from what I've seen from them playing. But like Messi's got the higher shooting stat, which is kind of funny, just because he's a higher rated card. So he's got the higher shooting stat in general, and they both have four stars. So technically, Messi's the better weak foot shooter. Yeah. given what we know about weak foot. So it just, it doesn't leave a lot of room for like these big ranges to like where you have like a really good four-star weak foot player versus a just barely on the verge of four-star, maybe even three-star. They're the same shooter. Think, They're technically the same shooter at the end of the day because we can only have five different types of shooting. Do you think that maybe in the background it is stat-based and it's just translated into stars for the display kind of thing? No. Doubt it. I doubt it. Uh, no, because I think if that was the case, I think some three-star weak foot players would be usable. You're really I'm, high I'm tier three star. Because Cristiano Ronaldo's four-star weak foot feels like four and a half, at least. Well, that's because his, his shooting stat is so good, though. Yeah, but Messi's so, four-star weak foot feels like two-star. Yeah, maybe. Uh, there's got to be some combination of stats. I, I know what you're saying, because I actually did know. Ronaldo does feel like he's, he's two-footed at times. He feels like, and then high high tier Lua cards feel like it's two footed. Like I, I was I was banging goals like at the end of the year with his team of the season, left footed, like crazy. Um, but I I really do think that comes down to just the stat stats. But 
Messi's obviously got is the better card this year, so I guess we can really test it this year. Ronaldo still has the better shooting though at 93 versus 92. Um, but they're both four star. But I, I I could see that being the case. Like it's it's four like you said four and a half versus flat four four point one or yeah. They, I just wish I, it was I'm, that itself out of a hundred. I just don't want to rule out the possibility. I don't believe it is the case, but th- sometimes it feels like it does. Mm-hmm. No, I do. I do agree. So Ronaldo's a good example of that because I do. I, I've always thought Ronaldo's had five star because just the, even like his base card feels like when I've used it in like draft and stuff. I, I've I felt that it, uh, it hits five star, basically a five star, five star card. Yeah. And Speaking Messi's of ratings, felt bad. Speaking of ratings, do you want to transition straight into the? Yeah, I mean, I've kind of been peppering them in because I've had this is like the only thing I have up on my screen. I have the top one hundred, or is it? No, it's way more. Than, no, it is top one hundred ratings right now. Uh, up on my screen. So I guess I'll just preface it before we get into it is that it looks like they've really tried to adjust ratings this year. Um, they've so kind fine. of brought down they, they well, they definitely adjusted them. They've definitely adjusted a bunch yeah. of stuff. But like in general, it seems they've brought the ratings down, which then implies more special cards this year. Like, I, I mean, it's been how we've been going. They, every year there's another new promo, like in between promo. Like, We've added future stars the last couple of years. We've added Summer Heat. We've added all these other cards. Uh, what's it? Uh, Shapeshifters. Basically, any any reason from the special cards. So now they've Messi is now the highest rated card at ninety three versus ninety four last year. Obviously, not that huge of a difference, but then you kind of bring everyone down. It makes a lot more sense because now it's ninety three, ninety two, and then a couple ninety ones. And obviously, Ronaldo, Messi, the two best. So they've definitely left more room to give these special cards. So you don't have six versions of 99 Messi. If say he has a good season. This luckily this year he didn't that much. He had the they have obviously the team of the year and the team of the season um that were 99, but like outside that he like I remember one year I'm pretty sure he had like two informs of team of the season and a team of the year that were like 99 because he just had like a really good year. Um so maybe this that, that that's the whole point of this, but they've butchered a bunch of stuff. Um uh, pace is one if you want to talk about that. Some Felix or something you can talk about that because I remember you talk you talking about Ganabri and Sancho specifically, but um, it looks like they're trying to change up pace a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to. I had a discussion on Twitter, um, specifically Gnabry's pace, because they downgraded him from 90 to 82. Yeah, and, I, and, and Sancho's I, the other one I said while you're looking that up was is is 88 to 83, so it's minus six on a guy who's just turned 20, or or is about to turn 21. I can't remember exactly. I'm, I'm trying to have a look on Twitter. My my PC is currently having a bit of a stroke i did um, see something on twitter with that though is those two cars it's like as you know as you get older in fifa they downgrade your pace <laughs> and, and he obviously just went from 19 to 20 <laughs> technically older if i could only find it man i'm down with them look at the end of the day for me i'm down with them releasing at the start lower rated players knowing that we're gonna get a bunch of upgrades throughout the year One and that's thing- what i said too that was like my major point was I was okay with this, but they just didn't do that. They downgraded yeah. some cards and left some the same. Right. They downgraded yeah, yeah. some pace, left some the same. That's that's my main issue as well. There doesn't seem to be any consistency. One of the worst ones, I think, in comparison, is if you look at Jordan Henderson, he's been upgraded from 83 to 86. Rightly so, I believe. He's had a fantastic season. He's won the league. For sure. um, I'm not that, upset that, about that him getting an upgrade. But then Aubameyang, who scored 22 goals in the league, got downgraded from 88 to 87. I was getting an sense? upgrade last year. During the year, he got an upgrade last year too. Did he? Uh, wasn't that no, was it two years ago? Might have been two years ago. Now he went from eighty-seven to eighty-eight. I, I, I don't know, but anyway, it just makes no sense to downgrade him. 
Like, I, I, I just don't understand. Because he's thirty. It's because he's like thirty-one. So, like, as you turn thirty, oh yeah, no, they did downgrade his. Well, they did downgrade his pace, I suppose, but by one. Um, but he's actually a better I, card I, I, overall, which is kind of funny. They downgraded him to eighty-seven, but they gave him plus one on dribbling. One second, I actually pull it up here. I think they gave him plus one on dribbling. Um, where is he? Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. I've I've flipped it open for his twenty card. So yeah, he got minus one to pace, plus one to shooting, same passing, plus one to dribbling. Okay, so here's plus my one to defending, and then the same physical. Here's my theory. I think they downgraded the players. They think they will more than one team of the week upgrade. I, I, I kind of can see that now. Like if you yeah. start looking at stuff, the card itself isn't worse, but um, the card itself is the same as last year, but the rating has changed. That is that just a completely sense. backwards way of of tackling the issue of it is like special cards not being worth it and and cards having multiple ninety nines and all that stuff. It's just completely backwards. They need to revamp their special card upgrade system and then just downgrade everyone equally so it's still fair in the end because what they're doing is just making players as good as each other essentially when they should be nowhere near like how did Thiago get an 85 rated card have you seen him play EA then Thiago is 85 Henderson and Pogba are 86 Thiago should be better than those two in my opinion Mm -hmm. absolutely I think a lot of the Bayern players got Got uh, shafted Bayern got Bayern got the shaft badly even Neuer went down right even Neuer 90 no, I, I don't know was, what Neuer's no, got. I think he or did stayed. he get downgraded last year when he was injured? Which makes sense. No, he's an 88 yeah. last year, so he went back up. He he was a 90, went down to 88, which made sense because he was injured a lot. But one uh, one that doesn't make sense is Aguero, who, yes, had a good season when he was playing, but didn't play a lot because of injuries at times and, and stayed the same rating. So now you've created this thing where Aubameyang, since coming to Arsenal, I know it's going to sound biased, but it's just a good example because he happened to be downgraded. Since coming to Arsenal has been the highest scoring player in the Premier League. In the last two and a half seasons, I think it is, since whatever he came, two seasons, two and a half, is now two ratings lower than Aguero, who is a fantastic striker and maybe one of the best strikers in the Premier League history. But at this time in his career, has been injured, missing time. When he plays, he's good, but he isn't always playing. And now it just creates this discrepancy. It's like, well, how do you compare Aguero and Aubameyang if you're going to put two completely different ratings because you think Aubameyang's going to have the better year this year? So you purposely moved him down. It just it, it starts to be weird when you start comparing like that. Yeah, like, yeah, it's strange. I think I think the pace is the weirdest one they've done with the ratings. Um, I I did some research and top speeds, um, of players from the last season. Um, did some googling, you know, had a look at some different websites, and um, for example, Gnabry's top speed is thirty three point two kilometers an hour. That must be about twenty mph. I'm I'm not sure. Sheesh. Um. Gnabry, 33.2, 82 pace. Messi, 32.5. That is 0.7 kilometers an hour slower than Gnabry. But Messi has got, let me check. I don't, I don't want to... He's got 85 pace. Messi is slower, but has three more pace. Well, you've you have got Cristiano Ronaldo. Excuse me? You have uh, Gnabry's in-game stats open. I don't know if you have like, the in-game. Like, the I, I, they, they've not published the in-games. Um, Only for the top 100, yeah. Um, the top um, 100 in games right here, but because Messi's oh, got 80, Messi's got 80 sprint speed. Uh, Gnabry's not in the top 100, unfortunately. I don't think. What's his? Do we know his rate? I don't remember his rating. 85 rated. Oh, so he is in here. Uh, I'll look it up now because now I'm questioning because Messi's got 80 sprint speed but 91 acceleration. Because yeah. Messi, obviously, that is how he plays. He's very 
very fast. I mean, that still adds up to the 45-55 um, spread in terms of percentages. So acceleration should be worth 45% and print speed 55% to the total phase card value. Um, that's how it always used to be. It makes sense on this messy example. But, well, acceleration is something you, you can't really research online, I suppose. It's tough to measure. It's much my, easier my to point is just dealing with absolute numbers. My point is pointless, Gnabry, 76 sprint speed. What? 76 and 90 acceleration. So he's four sprint That's speed lower ridiculous. than Messi and one He's four sprint forward. speed lower than Messi, but he's actually 0.7 kilometers an hour. Ah, I would have been fine. Stopping. So, like, because that was like the thing on Twitter. Obviously, people are like, because I think this top 100, the actual in game stats had just come out recent to either today or yesterday. Uh, I haven't been paying attention too much, but I did see on Twitter, like, people talking about, like, well, hey, like, Gnabry's not known because Gnabry's top speed, like, I think. The article you probably looked at, Lua's top speed's technically faster. Yeah. But you wouldn't think Lua's faster than Gnabry. But Gnabry's got that acceleration where... Let me just pull up Lua just because he's on my screen right now. Um, so his top speed should be faster. It is. It's at 78, but he's only got 77 acceleration, which I'm okay with because he doesn't accelerate very fast. He is he's a big guy. He's they must striker. They must factor in other stats into pace. Like maybe their dribbling has something. To, I, there's got to be something. I mean, we know dribbling definitely has something to do with. I it. mean, like, it it factors in in terms of how it feels in the game, but it doesn't it doesn't have an impact on the face card stat. Yeah. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying maybe they even factor in the pace with their face. I don't know. I really don't know. Like I, an I average dribbling, either high, way, so they know it, in my faster opinion. games. So they're purposely making him slower because they know he's still going to feel faster at the end of the day because of his dribbling stats. Yeah, I'm, I'm not that's... done there though. Like with it, with this pace comparison that I've done, we've got obviously now Gnabry 33.2, Messi 32.5. We just heard the the stats they've got on their card. Cristiano Ronaldo 89 pace on FIFA, 33.6 kilometers an hour. So he's a 0.4 faster than Gnabry. Um, gives him seven more pace on the card. Seems fair. It's at 91 uh, sprint speed. Versus whatever Gnabry's was, is 76. 76. It's just it's just mind boggling. And we've well, got they... Sancho. Sancho, with his 83 pace on his cards, got a top speed of 34.6 kilometers an hour. So out of all the ones we've named so far, he is by far the quickest. By by far as well. Like, he's one kilometer an hour faster than Ronaldo. We've got Di Maria with, uh, I think, 85 pace or something on his card, or 84, at 34.2 kilometers an hour. The, all these stats in comparison, they just do not add up, which is the main issue I've got. I don't mind the general downgrade of everything. So we've got more space for upgrades and stuff, which I suppose could pose a problem in terms of pay-to-win, but that's a whole different topic. It just makes no sense if you compare them to each other, to other players. There's no consistency. Then, well, I've thrown Mbappe in that comparison because he's got a top speed of 38 kilometers an hour, and that's just outrageous. He's he's got got 96 pace, so I've not got any complaints there. I just wanted to throw that in because I thought it was hilarious how fast he is. Uh, Sancho has compare, 81 sprint speed in game, by the way. 81. If you, if you compare these these other players I've named, with their top speeds in real life and their FIFA stats, it just makes no sense at all. It it just seems random. And pace is like the only one that I, you could really do this with because passing, dribbling, and stuff like that. It's not subjective. Obviously, there's better dribblers and better passers, but it's more subjective in the sense that you want your higher rated cards to be better. Pace is one thing you could pretty much just base off of real life. Because, like, Lou is at 91 rated. You don't have to give him 90 pace because he's, like, a high-rated card. Like, you can base that off. His other stats are going to reflect it, which I say that is now bringing me up to a point that I, I had come up yesterday about stat cards. Um, 
Fabinho is 87 rated. We're just gonna, I'm just looking at face card stats right now. I could probably pull up their in-game for some of these guys, but Fabinho is 87 rated CDM. Emre Chan is an 82 rated center mid. So roughly the same type of player in a sense. Obviously, Chan's a little better going forward. Fabinho a little better defensively. Listen to these stats and tell me which one's the higher rated player. I'm just going to say Fabinho has 67 pace, 69 shooting, 79 passing, 77 dribbling, 85 defending, 83 physical. It's 87 rated. So he doesn't have a his closest stat to 87 is 85 defending. And he's an 87 rated card. Emery Chan is an 82 rated card, so five ratings lower. Has 74 pace versus 67. 78 shooting versus 69 shooting. 79 passing, 79 passing. They both share that. 80 dribbling on Emery Chan versus 77 for Fabinho. 83 defending Emery Chan, 85 for Fabinho. 87 physical for Emery Chan, 83 for Fabinho. So every single stat is higher except for defending. He's Emery Chan's two worse. And then they have the same passing stat. Every other stat is way higher. And Emery Chan is five ratings lower. How does that not create a pay-to-win sort of atmosphere in the sense that Emery Chan is by far the better card? And he's five ratings lower. I just don't... That doesn't make any sense to me. I, that one came up yesterday. I think someone shared it. And it was just like, where do they... Do they just put these ratings on there just to sell? Like, sell the game? Like... They know Liverpool is going to be the bigger fan base, so they just purposely, and they obviously had a good year, so they just bumped Fabinho up without giving any better stats. I there's no explanation. There's no. Explanation. I, I can't figure out why that makes like why that makes sense. How, if if you want to give Emery Chan the stats, obviously go ahead, but why give him an 82? They, they've done a weird one with the stats. Yeah. If you're one, if you're wondering, by the way, Fabinho got plus two to to his overall. He went down in pace by one, same shooting, went up in passing by one, uh, same dribbling, same defending, and same physical. So he went down in one stat, up in another stat, got plus two rating overall. Boost. Like they just, I just think they just boosted these cards just to boost these cards, like just to give them the higher rating. Yeah. The stats don't it's reflect it at all. And, and he doesn't have a single stat over 87. In in the end, we we get upset about this, and uh, rightly so, because it doesn't make any sense. But does it matter really? Because end of the day, you're, you're playing a game, and you know, just just play with the players you've got, and choose the right ones that you want to use. It's a bit it's a bit bollocks because some players are immediately unusable, or worse than somebody they should be better than. But end of the day, it's just something we get upset about, and then it won't really be be a major concern through the year because it doesn't affect what the gameplay is like in itself. Yeah, I, I think it just affects because of the pack system and stuff like that. Like, yeah. a Fabinho is 87 rated. He's going to be less packed than every Chan, but he's by far the worst card uh, between the two, if you were to look at the two. Obviously, yeah, he's personally in the Prem for Liverpool and stuff like that, but like, he... And it just... It, the reason is, I, I think, if we're putting... Obviously, I said I'm doing a road to glory, but realistically, I'm buying the game. And then realistically, most years I put in FIFA points. If you're putting money on the game, you want to understand the game. How can you explain how Fabinho got an 87 rated? He has three stats? Four, four stats that are 87 or above. He has 90 penalties, 87, <laughs> inter 87 interceptions, 88 stamina, and 87 stand tackle. Those are the only stats that are 87 or above. And he's an 87 overall card. Yeah, that's bullshit. International reputation, strength, I suppose. But... Marking. 
That just shouldn't be a thing in general, I believe. The international yeah, reputation impact. Yeah, I don't understand the point of that stat. Yeah. But it's like, and no stats are like even really close. Like he's low 80s and everything else. He's a few stats in like the mid 80s, but it's just I, I I think and someone said it like a bunch of people said like we we need to pitch notes on how ratings are calculated and I think that would be fine if they just kind of because they obviously have a reasoning behind it. Most of it's probably money and selling stuff. Like you even though you can't make Fabinho Emery Chan stats or else he'd be an overpowered card essentially. Yeah. So they purposely are making his card bad, but he's an 87, so he sells packs, essentially. Because people, Liverpool fans, are like, oh, an 87, I want to work my way up to an 87. Not realizing they're getting a worse player at the end of the day that they could have had for an 82, 83 rated. So I think that's the real reason, which is why they don't tell us the reasoning behind it. Because that just seems kind of scummy. Is they're purposely lying to people that don't understand how the stats work. Um, but we do, I think, a pitch notes on how they came up with the ratings and, and what their goal was for the year. Because, I mean, it's... If you've played FIFA for three years, you you could see that they did stuff to stats this year that are completely different than years past. Well, I know that some part of the rating system is that you can even apply as an expert for a certain league and uh, you know collect data on players and all that stuff and send it to EA to help them determine the rating they're at. But I don't know the process that's behind that and how it's, impactful it's, that it's, feedback actually is. I think it's impactful and it's honestly not hard to do. So if you guys remember... A year and a half, two years ago, I did a little bit of work with uh, like a low lower league. For what league they're technically in, it's like the, if if the USA was to have a pyramid similar to the Prem, it was two leagues below the MLS. Um, I worked with them a little bit, and the guy that is like their CFO sort of kind of runs the operations for that team. Mm-hmm. He used to be a he's from he's born he was born and raised in Portugal, um, but he's like was a ratings guy that he he applied for that was a ratings guy for the Liga Nos. And you can't be, obviously, you can't be your favorite team, so you have to tell them your favorite team and stuff like that. But he did, um, which teams was it? It was, uh, I wish I could remember it, but it was two teams in Liga Nos. He was assigned, essentially. And he had to watch and then write up what he thought the players, like who was better, what what they were good at, like basically, essentially, what he thought basically ratings should be, kind of based on world football in general. So you have to have the world football knowledge, plus you kind of have to study these two teams. Braga was one of the teams, I know that. Uh, and then I think back then he got like a copy of the game for free if they used his report and stuff like that. Um, and that was about it. So they don't pay you. There's no pay, he said. He said for sure no pay. So he stopped doing it eventually just because it was a lot of work. He was putting in a lot of work for really nothing. Mm. And then all he did was get the game for free. And so it's funny because I thought they got rid of that because I hadn't heard about it since he told me about that. He was Because we were just talking about it in general because obviously I was there to play FIFA. And he was like, oh, I actually used to do this. So we were just talking about it. I was like, oh, it was kind of cool. That was the process really. He was assigned teams in, in a league. So you sign up, like you said, for the league. And then you study them. You write up whatever it is to report essentially on all the players in that league or on that team that you're assigned. And that's it. And so I don't really know the level of what they use them. But I imagine outside of the general, we're going to make pace slower this year or we're going to lower ratings this year. That's maybe where it comes up the the devs for EA, but I bet you they do listen quite a bit. And what where was I going with that? Oh, that I didn't think that they still did that. However, it's fine. This is just so EA, isn't it? Everyone is on Twitter bitching about the ratings, and they they go free publicity. What? Free publicity for them. That too, but they also everyone's bitching about the ratings, and all they do is retweet something. I don't know if you saw this. The main FIFA account. Where the hell is it? Was it yesterday? Oh yeah, I went back too far. I, they might have deleted it already, but they retweeted the thing. How you could? Oh no, here it is. 
get involved in the ratings collective for the world's best football game. Improve yourself as a football expert by providing feedback on players and teams, voluntary data reviewer. So they literally had, after everyone bitching, had the audacity to tweet out that you can be involved in the ratings. <laughs> just being like, you know what? We got it wrong. We can just have like random people sign up and be involved in it. Mm. And deciding it. So like, they still do that, clearly. That's still how it operates, is that they get information from whoever. I mean, I don't know what the... He didn't ever said what the process was to prove that he knew what he was talking about. It probably helped that he has a super Portuguese name and was born in Portugal. But, <laughs> like... I, I, I don't know. They, I don't know what their, like, vetting process is. I was going to sign up for it just to see if I could do it for, like, the MLS or something like that. So they, they don't just accept right everyone, before. you say? I imagine not, to... because the, 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 it does say, like, you have to sign up for it. But it's right here. Out. You can register your interest in the data reviewer. I'll do it right now. While, while we're talking. But, yeah, so... I'd be interested like, in that as well, knowing how they choose who to, you know, who to... Oh, I can't think of the word. Who are who they're letting? Well, in their program, if that makes sense. So here's the questions: You have to put club you feel you have expert level knowledge in. You can put three, but you have to put at least one. Experience watching football. Do you do you have what experience watching football do you have? Given the knowledge to improve the quality and accuracy of the database. So it sounds like they're actually going to switch the ratings. Because this is not like a. This is this is not the same as I, I had seen before where you where you're gonna be like a person who watches teams. This is you're gonna go into the database and review what they already have and see if it's accurate and and, and good. Hmm. What other skills do you have that can make this asset to your community? Please give specific examples of changes you think should be made to the most recent data exported to FIFA for your preferred teams. Please reference player data, player traits, and or team data. Where did you hear about this? How many hours a week can you dedicate this role? Are you a former or current EA employee? I wonder so what bearing that has if you're a former or current EA employee. They're probably I'm like it says it says if you press yes, you have to provide more details on your role or what you what your role was. Oh. Okay. So I wonder if like you can't be like in the dev team and then say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, funny. one thing I could, I'm gonna I'm gonna fill this out because for the revolution, like I said, all their positions put all their positionings off. Andrew Farrell's played center back for two years now, and he's still a right back without a second, without a center back second position. At last time I checked, and at least I in the beta, I kind of want to do this as well, but I really can't be asked if I'm honest because that sounds like a lot of effort and time you have to put in. Yeah, I would just I'm only putting the revs as the preferred team. I'm not honestly team. one thing. One of the most ones that threw me off in terms of ratings forget about specific like pace or whatever alfonso davies is not listed as a top 20 fullback yeah i know it's because of the way they do upgrades they they never give these huge upgrades. that's ridiculous though you can't that's not that's not how it should work like, I, I agree but that that i know why i when people were complaining with yeah, that I was like, they, yeah i knew that anyways they've always done that you don't go from like a silver card to an 85 in one season. They've never done that. Unless you're like literally messy or something. Didn't Holland go up from a 73 to like 85 though? Silvers to golds usually do go up a bit. No, he didn't go. No, yeah, he's, well, this year. He's, had a seven, he's had a 79 and then, well, he got an upgrade last year from a silver to a 79 and then he went to 84 and Davies has gone from a silver to a 79 and then he's gone to 82. Yeah. Well, I reckon the least they could have done is give him 83. I think he deserves that. How about the fact hey. that Marcos Acuna is a better player than Alfonso Davies? Excuse me? Marcos Acuna from uh, Sporting? Yeah. 
as an 83 left back. Damn son, like that, 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 oh, that way you just know the ratings are bullshit. You don't really use the higher rated players anyway. You look at their individual stats and then oh yeah, we'll get Mangula, and Mangula, and Mangula and stuff like that. But it, it's just a, a little bit aggravating, I suppose. Yeah, like like you're not gonna use one Bernat eighty three over Alfonso Davies ever with eighty one pace, sixty seven physical. <laughs> Marcelo Real Madrid apparently have two left backs better than Alfonso Davies. Did you see Lewandowski's in game stats by the way? Yeah. For some, for some reason, they gave him 76 stamina. Neymar's got 81. Literally, Lou is shredded and doesn't... has. I don't think he's not played 90 minutes. Yeah, Dude, I don't ever ha- remember him getting subbed off. The, like, <laughs> mentioning shredded, by the way, have you seen the Bayern team? Yeah. Do you yeah. see uh, Coutinho working out the other day, too? Dude, they could go into fucking MMA the way they look. That's madness, man. What they, they, they literally look like wrestlers. Well, you're German. What do they feed you guys? Uh, schnitzel. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, obviously, they're not feeding me that stuff. Uh, I think that's fairly obvious. No, yeah. But fuck me, man. Those guys are ripped as fuck. That is mental. Like, no other football team is that physically in shape. I would argue. Yeah, I mean, the transformations so, it, are, like, across the board. You had Coutinho, yeah, so you had Goretzka. Going? Oh, that's it. That's what I was saying. You had yeah. all those. There's a bunch of players. It's not just one. It's like all of them. Yeah, but like, surely you've you've seen the Barcelona game as well. They've ran them into the ground. They just didn't stop. They're still buzzing about after 90 minutes, and then now Barcelona just looked dead. They they didn't have the, you know, didn't have the legs, didn't have the stamina, and Bayern are just outstanding physically, which is. In no small part, um, the reason to their success this season, but you know, we're, we're going off on a tangent a bit. I just, I just thought uh, some of the, some of the ratings that Bayern got are outrageously bad, comparing <laughs> to travel. how well they've, done. they've They've won. Every, nobody's ever won the Champions League without drawing or losing at least one game. Bayern have won every game they've played. Sure, mm. they they didn't play second legs, but it was two, that was only two games that they missed out on. Yeah. I find it hard to believe they wouldn't have beaten, was it Lyon and Barcelona in a second leg as well? Like, yeah. they, they dominated. Definitely. And then, you know, then you Barcelona get an 85. So, like, what, 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 I mean, obviously they wouldn't have probably won 8 2 in the first leg. Barcelona would have just sat back and, yeah. and not allowed that. But, like, so you can say things are different. But again, if they won 3 1 or something like that, realistically, were they going to come out and lose the second leg as well? Probably not. But. And then also, what you get penalties, and, and I think I've only seen him miss one. So, what you get for it is a downgrade on Thiago and Alaba, for example. That's and Liris. Uh, Liris on obviously wasn't in Bayern last year, but he got also got downgraded to an 85. Yeah, he he didn't play most of the season. Yeah, sure. and I, I can't understand that. He's still young though. I just don't know why. They've always been like this with young players. They never. This is like the first time I've seen young players get downgraded. That, that, it's, it's a weird one. The, these ratings are, overall, I, I just don't understand. Uh, I don't think there's an explanation either to to justify the nonsense. No, I think well. the only explanation really, and the only one that kind of makes sense, is just all that you know they're getting upgrades and stuff like that, and they're going to be part of the yeah. first couple promos. They probably already have the first couple promos planned, honestly. Oh yeah, I was thought of maybe pulling and plugging in a few couple players here in case, like, so, like, say, like, they downgraded Alba on purpose because he was going to be in like the first. Uh, promo. If he does get like an inform or two before then, they might pull him out of the first promo and move in someone else. But outside of that, they probably already have the first like two, three promos in players planned. 
Speaking of promos, do you have any like wishes or ideas for promos that you want to see? I'll tell you what I don't want to see. Go on. I don't want to see... I know that a lot of people are going to hate hearing this. I don't want to see any uh, shapeshifter or foot birthday five-star weak foot upgrades. I think that killed the game last year for me, personally. Because it makes position changes. I'm on board with, but um, no, no, yeah, yeah. position changes is fine. Position changes is fine, but I was not a fan of everyone just getting five star weak foot, and that's the only way they were viable. Like I hated that. That for me, it just became you had to use someone with five star weak foot in the attack. In and we talk about fuck birthday and Bobby versus team of yeah. the year. Right, and, and that, that is more a problem of um, how the weak foot system works rather than. Yeah, the, the promo itself, I think, because I didn't hate the idea of the promo, if I'm honest. Yeah, no, it didn't make because it made for the lower rated players, it made some or not necessarily maybe the lower rated, the mid rated players that are like just on the verge of usability. It made them all of a sudden usable, which is okay, which is good because I think more, I think this year was the most amount you could have like a different team. Obviously, we didn't see the competitive side as much yeah. because of Corona, and so they didn't, they didn't have every single tournament they would have had, but I think this is the most varied the teams would have been. Obviously, at that level, there's only so many players that are usable. But let's talk about weekend league, Joey. This is like yeah, you can do lots of different how many different teams could you realistically build that were at a high competitive level this year? In years past, you've never had that. You had to have Obviously, these. There was still a lot of, a lot I don't know. I I still feel yeah. I still feel like yes, you could have built something different, but you almost had to have a set like three or four of the same players, regardless. Yeah, I, I, but that's always, no, regardless of weak foot skill moves, anything like that, that's always going to be the case. I don't think I they're know, ever and I think, away from that. I think that's why I'm getting so burnt out because I've been, so I've been playing FIFA since FIFA 12, an ultimate team at that, and pretty consistent. Like I've grinded the game almost every single year for the past eight years. And one thing that's gotten to me is ever since FIFA, I don't know, I want to say like 15 or 16, I felt like I've been using the same team every single year. And I think that's why I've, I'm really hoping that this year is different, which it won't be. But the game just needs to, it's the, it's the gameplay that needs to change in order to make other players viable. That's really been what's bugging me. I think we'll probably see that FIFA 22, to be honest, with the next gens coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's why I'm just getting, like FIFA's getting so... I don't know if you guys listened to the uh, Foot Fanatic podcast, but they were like Stallion Salmo's like, yeah, if I don't like this game this year, I'm done. And and Simon said the same thing. He's like, honestly, if it's the same thing as FIFA 20, I, I can't see myself playing it throughout the year again. And I feel like I'm headed towards that as well. And at first I thought I was maybe because I'm getting older. Um, but then I saw, you know, uh, Agia. I can't be it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um but I, I saw a Gia tweet out. He's like, I'm not really excited for FIFA this year. And he had a, a, like 15 replies of people saying the same thing. Normally, yeah, I'm, I'm, say on that. That. Well, I was, I'm in those replies as well with that tweet. I know exactly. Right. What so I don't know what it is, but I, I'm definitely not excited as I normally am for FIFA 21. Last well, year, I was excited for FIFA 20 just because FIFA 19 was so so bad and i thought there's no way we can get worse and but then, then fifa gone. 20 taught you yeah that you, unfortunately i'm looking yeah. forward to fifa 20 but i'm i'm not like super hyped and i can't wait and all that stuff because i just know what it was like last year like you said joey because fifa 19 you thought surely this can't get worse and then ea is like hold my beer for a second <laughs> yeah exactly and i just don't want that to happen again 
and I've I've got a sneaky feeling that's exactly what will happen. So that kind of kind of you know stops my excitement a little bit. But end of the day is like it's my favorite sport. It's my favorite video game franchise. If that makes sense. I kind of like the early. Gr- I hate the web app days. I fucking hate that so much. But yeah, we're not triggered. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah the, yeah, the early grind with the uh, with drafts and all that stuff. I quite enjoy that. The first weekend league, that's fun. I love the start I'm kind of I'm kind of losing that that passion a bit. If that makes sense because in previous years, I oh three months in advance, I couldn't wait for the new game. And now I've not played FIFA. If you're if you're excluding the beta, I've not played FIFA in two months. And <laughs> I, haven't, honestly, I haven't played man, since March. I'm so happy. Like th- these, well, huh, this is um, this is a bit off topic as well, and uh, doesn't really o- only have to do with FIFA. But these past few months, since I want to say April or May, have been the best I felt in years mentally. It's not only because of FIFA. But in fact, FIFA is the smallest part of it. Just at the moment, I don't really miss uh, grinding it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it is a part of it as well. Mostly it's just because I didn't have to go to college because of all the corona stuff. Yeah. Um, I had more time to hang out with my friends. And and you were able to. Obviously, we just come yeah. off the back of like the major lockdown stuff got it opened up again. Yeah, I, I, I changed, I changed my life around a little bit. I went to the gym more often. I went outside more often. I kind Well, I don't want to say I changed my diet, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm paying attention to it a little more, if that makes sense. And just these simple changes... They've been so good for me, especially not going to college and hanging out with my friends. That is the best bit for me. I've enjoyed it so much. Now, well, now I'm back, and I've, I was in the mud for a week when I went back because it <laughs> triggers me how they're not teaching me anything new. We're completely off topic, I know, but ah, uh, just boggles my mind, man. Well, you know what, and, though, you know, I, I just don't miss FIFA that much at the moment. Well, so I will say this: I think modes like weekend league for personalities like Felix and myself. Yeah, we're not trying to be pros, but I think we're ultra competitive at the end of the day. We both are striving to hit, you know, the elite ones or whatever and continually hit continually hit that week after week. I think that is like one of the worst personalities you can have playing weekend league because it can absolutely ruin your mood if for whatever reason you don't hit what you want. And I think this year I was a lot better at that where I, I didn't care as much. Whereas previous years, I'd get so upset if I didn't hit a certain rank or a certain level or whatever. And I think that's why you uh, a part of it of not playing FIFA is probably you feel good because you don't get upset anymore during yeah. those few days or a few hours less, of like... The, yeah. You, there is a lot of things that make you feel good when you play FIFA. Is when you, when For you sure. do achieve what you want to achieve and when you're having fun, that's great. But... I'm not missing that part of getting annoyed at the game, of getting upset with myself because I'm not doing as well as I want to be. I'm right. not missing the the stress and the anger that playing weekend league especially causes me. So you, yeah. you're right. I think that that is a massive part of it. And it's that's, like a that, and that's why I think these last three FIFAs have felt like the worst FIFAs ever. I, 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 I Joey, you said you've been playing since 12. I've been playing since 13 as well. FIFA 13 is when I first really got into FIFA for the most part and jumped right Delta team. Um. Those games are broken to hell. Even if you go on YouTube and watch, like, I only well, took them down mostly, but old KSI videos, there's so many bugs in those games. But there was no competitive mode. Division 1 was, everyone was in Division 1 because it was so easy to get there. And, and that was the only thing to do in Seasons. So there was no, there was none of this achieving or failing to achieve results that you wanted. Because you were, if you were at least a competent player, you were going to win Division 1. It wasn't very hard. Um, 
And I think the weekend league aspect and the rivals aspect where you're actually playing as people of your skill level so often, and there's so many games that you are at that are win or lose and very close, and, and they come down to these situations where the, the, the game is just broken and the bugs and the way the gameplay is slow, especially FIFA 20, is very drop back. Like it, it comes down to these one nil games or two one games, and, and, and at times the worst player could lose. That didn't matter from 13 to 16 because there was really no competitive mode. So the worst player winning didn't really matter. You could just jump into another game and win. Because you're going to play something think, awful. And I think that because every game essentially is obviously not in weekly because the first 10 games, especially for you two, were probably super easy for the most part, obviously, unless you get really unlucky with matchmaking. Um, but once you get down to those like last 15 games, every game is is going to be a stress because you you are supposed to be playing against players of your skill level every single game and, and and you're trying to achieve these results because it's the first time we've had not the first time but it's like we have these competitive modes you're supposed to be competitive you're feeding into the competitive you've built this team to do this and then when the game lets you down it's just so much more yeah, that, that is the biggest problem the biggest the problem isn't down. that you're playing these intense you know difficult games in that sense the problem is the structure that's behind it in terms of how weekend league works and the game itself because it's just so frustrating when you lose because the game fucks you over and sometimes that happens you know it's not always then if you if you lose oh this game wants me to lose i'm just, i'm not trying to say that but sometimes it is just rng and yeah that, the game like, didn't want you to lose the game was yeah and, of and that of is competitiveness of weekend league the game is naturally going to be close because you're playing yeah. something that's decent and then one thing happened where they score in the 80th minute off a 14 rebound shot or whatever and the game didn't want you to lose that whole game. The game was just happened to be close at the end, and the game favored them in that one situation. Yeah, and that is the thing that is so aggravating when when you miss out on your goal that you had and what you wanted to achieve because of this bollocks that is out of your control. That is the thing that is so infuriating. If <laughs> if I knew I've missed, like I've got twenty six and four, I didn't win uh, that last game and get elite one because it was my mistake. And I know what mistake I make, and well, then I know how I can work on that. But when I just conceded off a, off a three rebounds after a corner kick, uh, what what realistically, what can I do better there? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying is is I'm not saying the games are good now. I just think they're not any worse than they used to be. But 13 yeah. through 16, you were never having these close games. So those those like if you watch like KSI's road to Division One FIFA 13, he'd win six to one. That one goal would have been AIDS, but it didn't matter because it was six to one. So yeah. you're still smashing the opponent. And, and and even like when you play draft, you find draft fun, but it's because for the most part, you're going to smash everyone. It, and, and so there's still those aids, but the aids don't matter because they don't come down to the final result. And I think there's so much pressure on this final result now from 17 when Weekend League started to now even more because Rivals is even more intense because in 17, we still had seasons and, and seasons weren't very intense. Like I, I've said in the past, there was, I, who not, I'm not even an elite player, was in Division 2 and 1 consistently. Because it's just the nature of the matchmaking in that situation, in the way that that matchmaking worked, it was just super easy to get that high. Um, so the results, the the game being ass essentially didn't matter back in the day because you were going to win five to one, four to one, four to two. Yeah, it wasn't because you just, games. And you just got on to chill and you know just to play the game, enjoy the game, and now you get on to sweat weekend league and get mm -hmm. rewards. That is yeah, and, and like we said, the games can be, the game is built to be close. There's yeah. no, even if it's five four, the even if it's a high scoring game, it's not going to be a blowout for most, especially when you guys are year level. Even my level, even my level, none of my I never get blown out, and I never really blow out players except for maybe the first five games if I'm playing if I get good matchmaking essentially. But, I think I had like 
throughout all of FIFA 20, I had like four or five games where I just got smacked. Yeah, and that's because you're at a at a decent <laughs> level. And like, I'm not an insane caliber of player. There, there was games where if the game wasn't garbage, it wouldn't have been close, and I would have gotten manhandled 100. Mm-hmm. percent But that's because you get to the you get to the high enough point. There's almost like an in-between, but you get to the high enough point where you're matching the pros, and the pros are just a different level in any game mode. Yeah. In any any game, I mean, not game mode, FIFA, Call, Call of Duty, anything else. Any game, the pros are just a second level that's a, up a tier. But, like, so when you when you get that unlucky matchmaking, you match two or three of them, obviously you might get smashed, given, because they're, that, that level is just so different. But when you're playing, like, other Elite 3 to Elite 2 to Elite 1 non-pro players... The games are designed to be close, and, and it yeah, comes even, that even one the top one hundred regulars. Yeah, as long as they're not like the pro competitive players, like, yeah. you're just it, they're a different level. They can handle certain situations, and, and then they might smash you. The, but, the best player I think I faced this year uh, that would have been Mark Marley. Um, he came second in the E Premier League. He lost to hashtag Tom in the final, I believe. I, I don't know because I was watching, but no joke, I fell asleep in my in my chair because I was tired, and it's FIFA twenty. He's unreal, though. Like, I, I didn't have a chance. But I played him on the beta as well. Same thing. Literally, I quit at 3-0 because I couldn't be bothered. It's too good. Because there, there is some people who make the game look easy and who just smack you about and you've got no chance. But most of the games, like you said, they're, they're super, super close. Yeah, oh, and, yeah. And, that's why I think, and that's why I think we're getting burnt out faster each year is because, like you said, you're, you're, you're mental, your mentality since quitting FIFA... I'll say quitting. It's not quitting. It's just getting to the end of the cycle and stopping playing for now. Your mentality is actually different than when you play Weekend League. And and that would have never been the case from 13 to 60. I never logged on and said, like, I have to stop because I'm angry. Like, because again, you were just mostly winning your games if you're a confident player. Or, and if you weren't a confident player, you just knew you weren't a confident player. So you weren't expecting winning. You were just going on to have fun with a football simulator, essentially. Mm. Um, so. And, I, and that's why I think I, people that say like FIFA 20 is worse than 19 or FIFA 19 is worse than 20. No, they're not. They're the same game. They're just different types of exploits. And we're just so fed up with the game at this point because there's this competitive aspect and it genuinely impacts our mental structure or stability. Oh, it uh, absolutely does. 100%. So, so we've just we've just gotten to the point where it's how long can you go? And that's what I mean, you see in other games. We obviously live in this FIFA bubble. I kind of explore out of it because I love video games so much. I just play a bunch of others. I've been playing Warzone and stuff like that. But like, you see competitive players just quit competitive because once it actually starts affecting their mood outside of... Once you shut off the game, if your mood's still affected after shutting off the game, that's when it starts to get to the bad part. And that's where FIFA's at right now because the way they have competitive well, competitive structured for everyone to play. Well, do, here here's a perfect example. Um, you guys remember when Castro hit 30-0? and 0 And mm-hmm. he, he started crying, right? And then I don't know if you guys watched afterwards, but he's like, I don't know why I'm crying. And then he explained, he's like, I used to try to play weekend league back, you know, FIFA 17, FIFA 18. And he used to get so angry afterwards, like when the stream would be shut off that he he didn't do well, it would be affecting even his relationship with his family, with his uh, girlfriend. Like he would, he would just be a different person. So all that emotion came out. He's like, man, I've been through so much. It sounds silly, right? With like with us talking about it, but it's like so true. It's like all this emotion of him trying to hit thirty and zero year after year. He finally hit it, and he actually started tearing because he started remembering of how angry he used to get when he didn't do as well as he wanted to. And and that's what weekend league does to some people. It really does 
affects on people's mental health. And I know there's like, oh, if you don't like the game, don't play it. And it just doesn't work that way, man. There's no, no, no. Yeah, and that's not a good excuse. I, that's never been. So I, I, I've always said Weekend League needs to be restructured and, and redone, but they, I don't know for whatever reason, they just haven't touched it in four years. Mm-hmm. And like even tomorrow. then, it's only like a one-year fix, and then people would be like so revitalized by the change in structure that they probably – it would be fine for a year. So FIFA 21, say they did this year, would be like a decent game because yeah. it would just feel better. The gameplay would still be essentially the same um, and the same bugs and stuff like that we've had for years. But because of just this freshness to it, that's why like FIFA 17 is one of the, like regarded as one of the best FIFAs we've had because I loved it was FIFA. such a breath of fresh air to have different game modes and different things to do and reasons to play the game. Even though the game was still buggy to hell and there were still games that were just asked to play, I mean... I've been lucky because, like I said, I don't take. I take it competitively. I want to be better at the game, but I, as soon as I shut off FIFA, I can walk out the door behind me and, and just pretend like it never happened, essentially. And I can shut it off. I'm, I, I think I'm just lucky with that sense. Is you can build a hell of a rage compilation with meme controllers, um, <laughs> but like the second I, I shut off the game, I'm, I'm fine. I like I'm back to normal. Like, which is weird to say, even that normal. Um, but yeah, there are people that generally could affect the rest, of, like you said, cash or the relationship with family, like because you're just in a down. That happens to me with Arsenal, Jesus, like real life football. Yeah, yeah, like when when your favorite club or team or any sport you're playing loses, sometimes you're affected. Well, if they're yeah. in like the fight, like let's say the Champions League or Super Bowl or whatever, you know, you feel a little upset that your team didn't win. So imagine yeah. it's you in control <laughs> of the fate. Yeah, but the, but then at the same time you're. At, at the way the game's structure, the way the gameplay structured, it feels like you're not in control. You're yeah. in control, but you're not, and then that's where the frustration comes out, and that's why. Yeah, I mean, everyone's been respected. Personality breaks for sure. Everyone's personality is different. I remember when I used to play um, Sunday League here basketball, and if we would, when I first started playing back in like 2016, which was my first time playing a, in a Sunday League, and um, I remember our first loss. I was like, I couldn't like sleep. It was crazy. I was so upset that we had lost. I was like, I could have done this. I could have done this. And it was a stupid, just league game that no one cares about. But yeah, I remember, no one, oh. no one can understand unless they play right. that game with you. I, exactly. I remember coming home and I could not sleep because I was so upset and frustrated. It's just some people, you know, they care about things differently. It's, and everyone has that at least for something, because there's something that you care about. Right. Like obviously, if you have a hobby of any sort that you really care about, like either sports, video games, whatever, whatever it is, your job, even like if you do like a bad day at work or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what FIFA is, and that's why I think. But again, I don't know what the fix is. I don't know if there is a fix other than, like I said, you can have a temporary one outside of completely fixing the game and having a good game because, like, you can see like Warzone or whatever. The popular games now, Fortnite, Warzone, even Fortnite players. They're like, how many people are burnt out of Fortnite because? They took it too high. They 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 rose so fast to a competitive level. Game didn't keep up because it. They don't know whether to t- tailor to casuals, tailor to the pro players. They want to build this pro thing, but they also have casual players as well. You go back and forth, back and forth, and now the pro players are all quitting, and they've all moved on to another game. And that's I mean, how many how many players from FIFA 14 competitive scene for FIFA are really in the mix still and haven't at least taken a break for one year, or if they have taken a break, come back, or if they haven't taken a break, come back. Like in so or, or just done for good. I mean, mo- like a lot, like hashtag Mike or not hashtag. Why well, did I just call him hashtag Mike? He was hashtag for a year. Mike LaBelle or um, well, I think they realized content. They they moved up the content creation because yeah. I mean, obviously, there's more money in that as well. But I don't think that that's not the sole. If, if 
they could you can do content creation and be a pro player and, and do the same thing and, and just make double the money in that sense. Yeah, but, but, I think, but you can get you can hit both bat baskets, but they've chosen to only focus on content creation because it mentally just was way easier. Yeah, and I think good pros have the best uh, chance to become good content. Like for example, Boris, he, he he becomes one of the best content creators because not only is his uh, tips probably going to be one of the best, but he can also explain things well and he can do weekend league videos. Like I think pro players really have the best opportunity to become uh, top tier content creators. And that's because people want to see, like... They want to get better. Casuals want to get better. Or people like, yeah. like me wants to get better. I'm going to go watch his video and see, okay, this is how, what he does, and I'll try to implement that. And, and, and that goes for every game as well, like I said. Like I said, I've been really, like, into the COD community just in general. Like, outside of streamers who have been streamers for a long time and are funny... Like, obviously, Casher's a good player, but, like, realistically, you're going... If you're a fan of Casher, you're a fan of more for the personality than the hardcore gaming aspect. For sure. Part. Obviously, that he's kind of restructured in the sense like he's actually really good at the game now. Um, and, and same with Bateson, even. Bateson was, uh, was, is the money aspect. Though. He opens a ton of packs and does like a ton of those kind of content videos. But like, I couldn't start now if I was given, like, if I won the lottery today. Sorry, Felix, I bring up bad memories for you right now. Fuck off. <laughs> Felix has been One in the lottery, single so. correct number in five weeks, man. How is yeah. that possible? I, I should mean, win something everyone, for that. Welcome to everyone else's life. But, um, if I won the lottery or whatever and I won $100 million and I had enough money to spend whatever I want on FIFA and I copied everyone, not copied baits and videos, but like opened up packs and stuff like that and became a full-time streamer and just opened up packs, I don't think I'd be successful now. It, it's, I just too hard, it's too saturated, too hard to grow and too easy to do that everyone can do it essentially. Obviously the money aspect's there, but like you can... You don't need a ton of money. If you want to put in just enough, people can do it. I don't think I'd become Bateson, essentially, is what I'm saying. Um, Maybe you want to... if you're a really good player and you get to these, like, 30 no's and you post, you start, you, you grow on Twitter, those people want to see, like, how you got 30 no. It's a lot... It's a lot easier to grow as a pro player. Obviously, a lot harder to be a pro player, though. You know what I mean? See, I, I disagree with you. I think if you had... All the I money may have gone too far with unlimited money. But. Well, okay. Let's say you have enough money on the side to really go ham on packs, right? You, yeah, you're you're no, middle class. You. <laughs> and saying general person. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. So if they wanted to, let's say, become a full time streamer, I genuinely believe that if you dump just a bunch of money in the game and open packs for your stream, your growth rate will probably be triple of of you just playing the game. I think you can get yes. really big if you just open packs all day. Which is no, I agree, but like, what if you open packs all day versus got 30 notes every weekend? I think if you can do both, yes, of course. Well, yeah, obviously, if you can do both, but I'm saying, like, who do you think grows faster? A, new, a brand new streamer, say Felix and I start an account today. Felix is really good, goes 30 notes every week. I open packs the entire stream, or like mostly that, that kind of content creation, like the fun side faster? of it. You would. Who grows faster? You think I would? You think the pack opener would go faster than a 30 note? Yes, player? because there are so many good players that stream that do not get views. True, but there I also think people, there's so many people that get views that are, are have the personality of a paper what paper rock? Just a pet rock. Well, so so you're saying a lot of the pro players don't have personalities? No, no, no. <laughs> but I'm saying a lot. There are a lot of big, not big streamers, but streamers that pull enough numbers to be a full time streamer slash pro player. Uh huh. Because I uh, we we know FIFA pro player status is not a full time job for no. most most people because the money's just not in it because the yeah because EA hasn't put the money in it essentially. So the teams can't pay because there's no sense, uh, uh, no incentive to pay players enough to be full time. Um, but say you're big. So I'm saying there's people that are full time 
pro players slash content creators uh-huh. that don't have a good personality and they're more watched because they're a pro player. And I and I think because it's different because now obviously like I said, but obviously if I had a personality and I was funny and I was spending a shit ton of money on packs, yes, I would grow because obviously people do want to see pack openings, but I'm saying it's a lot easier to just be a normal person and not have this crazy personality and grow as a pro player slash high level player. Mm-mm, I disagree. There is a bunch. Like I, I know a bunch of the guys I talk to, like that are just insane players, and I think they should be way bigger. Um, but just haven't grown. There are cases like that, but I think that there are a lot of top tier players that are, are, are big bigger streamers, pull enough numbers to get enough subs to get enough money to be full time, that don't have a personality and are only big because I um, haven't seen it. Ha- the only two people I've really seen. I don't want to say only two people, but the the people that I've seen grow strictly from gameplay, FIFA analyst, mm-hmm. but he takes a different approach, and Kurt because of his personality. Yeah, and Kurt's personality more than gameplay as well too. So yeah, and but, same with hashtag Harry. Hashtag Harry's grown a ton. Yeah, he's a very good player, but he's he's so funny and personable as well. Right. So the personality definitely, but I think if if you want to start streaming, I really do think the pack opening is gonna get you more followers, more viewers than being good at the game. Obviously, well, if you can do both, then yes, that's even Yeah, better. of course. And, and obviously, like I said, I think I think a lot of it, especially streaming, I'm more talking about streaming than YouTube, just because that's the that's the side right, of, right, yeah. uh, of the coin I know I know more about. And personally, I like I watch more Twitch, so I kind of see what works and what doesn't. Uh, the personality is still paramount on either side of that equation. I was just trying to I'm putting almost extreme situations out like same personality, same type of person. Like if you put my body on two different streams and my personality on two different streams, and I was a 30-0 player versus a pack opener. I guess it would depend though, because then like I said, if I won the lottery and I could open up literally packs people have never seen before, like like the amount of like Castro and Bateson type pack openings. Plus, yes, of course reason, I would grow. But there's a reason why weekend league reward videos get the most views. Yeah. People see packs. That's that's what it is. True. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, and, and also it works with the store because like you could just because who's stopping you from doing a pack opening video where you just open those packs on the store, though? Yeah. It's the red picks, I think, that are a lot of the major things. But then to get those red picks, you have to be a good player. Right. It's a or weird one. Ha- I mean, I don't think there's a right answer. I think, like I said, personality still, at the end of the day, is paramount, unless you've been doing it for years and, and you got in early. Um, but, like, I'm just thinking, like, Call of Duty. like Or, like, when a new game comes out, Fortnite came out, who grew to the top fastest? The, the people that were doing... Um, <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I'm just laughing at I'm watching the football on the side. Tottenham against Everton. <laughs> Richardson oh, just missed the fucking stinker. <laughs> oh no, I have my fantasy team. Uh, I'm so I'm so sorry for that. Oh my days. <laughs> I missed um, that <laughs> You do hate to see that against Tottenham. But no, so like when a new game comes out, the people that grow the fast I guess FIFA's different because of the pack opening side. But like Fortnite. You have you had the uh, I don't know what it's called the the thing where you build stuff in the corner and, and you don't play against people online. Though there's a few people that grew in that in that category, but they've been mostly streamers for like a long time, like Scissors and stuff like that. And but who grew the most? Who became who? Who are no names that came out of nowhere? Tifu, I guess he wasn't a no name. He was good at other games, but like relatively a no name. Tifu and Cloxy and, and all these people that were really really good at the game. And that's I think where we're going and just video games in general esports is so big that the biggest players grow who's grown since warzone has come out it's it's these pro players it's huskers symphony was always been big but he's, he grew a ton during warzone because he's one of the best warzone players and i think that's where we're headed with fifa as well is 
is esports is becoming such a thing that people only want to watch people that are better than them. Because also, I think that's the easiest way to explain why do you watch what what when I talk to my girlfriend, like why do you watch like YouTube or Twitch? Because they're doing stuff I can't do, essentially. Yep. Which pack openings are there, so FIFA is a weird game in that sense. But like entertainers outside of like Tim the Tapman and Warzone and stuff like that, he's obviously he's so big because he is so personable and funny. He doesn't do anything I can't do. Like he's he's a better player than me, but not by much. And that's only because he plays so much, essentially. Um But for the most part, people are watching esports now because it's things they can't do, like Fortnite. It's being competitive. I if you're not a good Fortnite player, it's fun to watch someone who's just insane at the game. Oh, for sure. So, I think that's why I loved watching uh Tex and FIFA eighteen. Was it FIFA eighteen where he blew up? Yeah. Yeah. He was doing things. I was like, "Damn, man, this is insane! I want to go do like I wanted to do what he was doing." Like, yeah. After watching him, so I can definitely, I can definitely see that reasoning. But I still think that, that's, I guess people I, I are weird. I didn't that. think that like I guess it comes like I said, it comes down to most people watch people that are doing things that they can't do themselves for the most part. Whether it's be insane, FIFA does have that pack opening. I wasn't really thinking of pack opening as that because I've always opened packs kind of casually. Like, yeah, no, I'm not opening up cash level packs but like i could i have the disposable income to open up some packs so like they're not doing something i, I can't do myself if i wanted to so i never really looked at pack opens like that but i guess if you are a kid or someone who just doesn't have the disposable income and stuff like that it, it is fun to see these pack openings because it's like this is i could do this i can't do this or whatever but i guess it just comes down to things you can't do yourself and that's what that's what's so fun about watching youtube or twitch well, speaking of that, we are doing a giveaway. If you haven't opened packs or still need FIFA 21, just <laughs> sure to follow and retweet uh, the tweet on the Live uh, Twitter. Yeah, no. So I will put the link down below as well. So we're running it through FIFA 21 News or FUT 21 News, I believe is their at. So the the tweet will be there. Obviously, it has been retweeted on all of our accounts as well. So if you follow any of us, you'll you would have seen it or you will see it. Um, and that will be announced next Sunday on the pod itself. I don't know if it'll be announced before, but we will also be announcing it on the pod next Sunday. So we'll be doing one more. Uh, hopefully more gameplay will come out. I just shared a tweet with you guys that uh, Japes is putting up FIFA 21 gameplay. He's streaming FIFA 21 gameplay. Yeah. Uh, today. So I will try to tune into that and maybe it'll be different gameplay um, than we've seen so far. So we'll hopefully have some stuff. If not, it'll be a shorter one next week and, and, and we'll see what news we get in the coming week. Cause FIFA well, I think we can right around the corner. We can touch on uh, for next week's. I think we can touch on the, I know Felix had like a freaking essay of changes he wanted for FIFA 21 release. Yeah, go, go, yeah go we kind of just touched on gameplay, here, but we didn't really talk about what we, we talked about what we liked and didn't like. We didn't talk about what we changed. Yeah. Or what we hoped for. Because again, that was a beta at the end of the day. So there is going to be changes and the game's going to feel different. We well, demo should happening. be out next week, right? Uh, I'm not downloading the demo. <laughs> okay. Demo's not online though, right at all? No. Nope. No. So then there's no point really. But we will talk about like changes and stuff like that. I've read up on your guys' changes. Like I said, I haven't played um online myself, but I have re- I have read what you guys have posted and obviously we've talked a bunch in Discord as well. So yeah, like I said, retweet that giveaway. Um and within the giveaway, obviously, is the, the if you're going to that, the Twitter accounts of all of us will be there, plus the pod. The pod has a tweet pinned as well with a link to all the platforms that we are on. Um so subscribe on all those as well. Like the pod, tweet at us. There, uh, we are trying to grow the Discord a little bit. Maybe for Chief Twenty One, that'll be what we do next: is is put stuff in the Discord. So we have actually questions. Uh, one thing I did tweet out is for, for Twenty One, Foot Live is hopefully going to be live. Yeah. Uh, my goal is to even if we're 
I'll just stream it on my Twitch, obviously, because it's easier, because I've been doing that, um, is to actually stream every single podcast so we can have that live interaction again. So if you guys want that, obviously, please let us know as well. Um, but the whole point is, the whole point of this pod was to be something a little different than Foot Weekly or Foot Fanatics podcast we love, but aren't necessarily live all the time. The goal was to be live. Um, so we will be streaming that um for fifa 21 coming up and i'm excited i am excited for fifa 21 in that sense i really for the pod more than anything else that's why i'm excited for fifa 21 if we're going back to the original question uh how i started off the the podcast this week but i'm excited for that and and just streaming in general more than the game itself if the game's bad i can still have fun streaming and still fun on this podcast talking about it and honestly the podcast is better when the game's worse which is kind of sad to say (laughs) (laughs) i just no no i think it'll be good when the game is good no, it, it will be. Obviously, we just don't know. But I feel like the we- the best weeks of the long the weeks we've had the most interaction is like when people are also upset at the game and want to hear our thoughts on it, or if something happened, like a new patch or something like that. This is the reason. In why a way, those- yeah. In a way, yeah. Obviously, I'm joking. Well, obviously, if the, the game's good, then we'll just be happier, and I think that'll make for a better podcast yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, no. So subscribe on all those, um, and get excited for FIFA 21, and we will see um, you. Don't forget to join the giveaway on Twitter. Have a look. F- uh, at futs 21 news you know yep that link will be in the retweeting so if you're on itunes or um spotify it should be down below so there should be a link to that i think you can click them on those i put them in every week i don't know if it's actually clickable but it, it'll be there so you can copy and paste it minimum at minimum you need to copy and paste it to twitter but it's not hard get, to find get you yourself a chance to win fifa 21 yeah and, and get felix to not 3k followers <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time. See See ya. ya.